everybody, and welcome back to Good Mic Hunting on We Bought a Mic, mm. a podcast within a podcast on the films of Mr. Robin Williams. Today we're talking the one, yeah. the only. The namesake of this podcast series. The Good, titular. <laughs> Goodwill Hunting. I guess you could say this is We Bought a Mic, a pop culture Boston cast. Full on Boston hey. pill. Yeah, I'm surprised you're not wearing your dirty kitchen. I mean, uh, your uh, sorry, your Boston Celtics jersey. Um, your rags. I yeah. should have worn my Celtics jersey. I will not be sporting the Patriots look for a while um, until uh, they no longer have two offensive coordinators. I'm just going to like kind of hide that side of myself. Doesn't, but, doesn't go well. Typically. Um, yeah, <laughs> I'll tell you that. Yeah, as someone you can probably speak from experience from that. See, but we love the Dolphins even when they're shitty. Yeah. Oh, no, I, I love them. I'm going to support my boys. Well, um, just also, I'm actually a Dolphins fan now. It's just the fact that <laughs> the fact that they're bad, Hunter, it's not your fault. <laughs> it's not your fault. Thank you so much for saying that, Drew. <laughs> Thank you so much. Welcome to the show, everyone. My name's Ernest. I, I was I had a few a few, you know, listeners of the pod. know. I like to kind of twinkle in like some lines from the twinkle movie here. in there's I, one I sprinkle it there's I only one it. um this you know this there's, podcast there's, shit it's fucking easy to me there, <laughs> this is nothing how about this apples there's there's you know it's not your fault um but i just want to say that i think everyone will say it was cool she had billy eilish style what moving to berlin for a little while what trying to find something to hold on to <laughs> I'm going for a deep cut. I'm going for the song Goodwill Hunting by uh, Black Country New Road. No, My name no, is Hunter. What the um, hell? It's Goodwill Hunter. <laughs> it's Goodwill Hunter. Oh. It was that easy. It was right I there. It was a layup. I it was a layup. I, I really to... thought you were going to take it. No, well, I just, <laughs> I'm like Jimmy Butler where the layup was open for me and I just decided to pull Oof. up for a three and miss That's it. You so ran I... out of the stadium. <laughs> you, you were, you were you like. You left. I mean, if we're being honest, you were like two cool Kobe posts away from make, so winning the finals. Yeah. Mm. Goodwill Hunter. Well, yeah. <laughs> I'm Goodwill Drew. <laughs> okay, thank you. Thank you. Goodwill Danny. Danny's back. Welcome back. Actually, I looked at I actually had Mitz look it up. I've been on 16 episodes. What the hell? Nice. Yeah. Is this 16 or 17? This is 17. That's hell yeah. Up. yeah. Man, we're going to have to do something for 20. I need stock options. Yeah. That's a buddy. <laughs> <laughs> it's <Love> tanking <laughs> we haven't recovered from the, the pandemic yet <laughs> i uh i went too hard on amc and regal yeah our ipo yeah i went to the moon Tanked. it's not looking good for us uh, uh my entire 401k i forgot to tell you guys your 401ks are also <laughs> liquidated completely. well yeah <laughs> i brian did already break the news to us that he did have to liquidate all of our assets <laughs> It's not looking good, guys. Yeah. Uh, well, welcome back. I think this is your first movie review. Is no, that true? I did Lord no, of War. Lord of War. Lord of War. Okay. See, I, I did this last time with Gaia, too. I think that the Nick Cage series, for some reason, is like being erased from my memory <laughs> the deeper we go into Robin. That's fucked up. Because <laughs> that was great. Those were good times. I know. They were. They I were. But it's like, I, I can't. Every time I throw in like another episode of House of the Dragon or Rings of Power, it's just, it's like, just like something gets shuffled out of the brain. Yeah, there's only like so much space in your brain <laughs> and something has to leave. And you are just like trying to remove the best thing that this podcast was ever a part of. <laughs> Well, I think it's safe to say this movie 
is just head and shoulders above Lord of, Lord of War. Oh, yeah. Very sure. I don't know. I think the politics were better in Lord of War. Okay. Personally. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> yeah. I'm not going to speak on that. No, I'm not. I'm just going to throw that out there. That's it. Um, um, I think this is one of the better movies we it's are. It's an excellent movie. Uh, have covered, not just in this series, but just in this entire five-year run so, of Weep on a Mic. Historically, Hunter has spoken against this movie for like on si- on pod s- since high school i know off pod i've sure. never really? said anything there's no record he's, <laughs> he's, that. Um, he's spoken very negatively okay. about it so let me go ahead let me i thought we were going to get into it as we talked about no, it's things, but let's get into it now <laughs> so whenever i was younger i i naturally was like oh that's so corny that's so cheesy i didn't like it this movie is corny as hell very it, nice. it is, like that, that matt damon scene. writing on the, <laughs> no not even that him writing on the mirror solving equations and shit like that it is so cornball but the thing is that that's okay. as i've as i've gotten older that's my fine. my edges my edges have softened it's a like little bit in here. 1997 like it wasn't cool to hate on that stuff yet you know mm-hmm. it's just i don't know it, it was a I think like a lot of, uh, you know, patterns that are in that movie are used a lot today, like the janitor solving. Of course. You know, um, also the corny fight scene, like them reacting to the janitor, like, oh, <laughs> he's cracked the code. Yeah. You know, like shit and like the music's that. music's like. It's so genius. dramatic. So, uh, they make it seem fucking crazy when he they, he like solved it. It's like, oh, my God, he's done it. Another thing about this movie is I feel like, uh, at least in my mind, the film A Beautiful Mind made this movie like because A Beautiful Mind sucks. That's a bad movie. It, it was right around um, the same time. 2002. Oh, 2002. Oh, so but I think later. that yeah. the reason A Beautiful Mind wanted to win Best Picture, and I think it's because a lot of people think that in a non Titanic year, Goodwill Hunting probably would have won Best Picture. So it's almost like a like a makeup award for like the like this misunderstood genius just who like he never is going to be in the right place. So, and like, that's kind of why in my head, uh, this movie wasn't as good, but turns out, you know, this movie's fun. We just get to hang out with our Boston boys. Yeah. I, I loved this movie. It was your first watch. I, I mean, I know through osmosis, like it's not your fault. It's been parodied so many times on every show we've ever seen. This was the first time I'd actually like sit sat down beginning to end and i'd seen you know i've yeah. seen the, clips the main stuff. clips of like the therapy scenes and stuff so that that yeah. was pretty familiar but there was a lot watching it for the first time that like was shocking to me from matt damon's character point of view yeah. uh i didn't even know Stellan skarsgård was in this movie yeah. that was a big mm-hmm. surprise mini stri- mini Dude, driver's head is benny, really big benny affleck yeah <laughs> <laughs> benny affleck is my spirit animal in this oh, movie. Yeah. This mm. is this is Man. I think maybe the most likable he's ever been because in this movie he's all he's trying to be is a like dumb idiot. Yeah, and so you like him. He a dumb idiot. So <laughs> like a, he's a dumb prick. Crucially, he loves Dunkin' Donuts. Yeah, and sir. I'm so glad a hero that, like, is born. Look, you know what? Like, don't ever change, King. Like, just <laughs> you keep being you. He's buddy. so cool. He, he's he's the best in this movie um also his brother is great in this movie yeah, yeah. Casey. Um, good, good brother he basically he goes on to play that same like shithead idiot brother part in uh oceans 11 essentially but th- his character in oceans has like some type of mental disability i think i casey's <laughs> Those kind two, of done yeah well i mean so. he does in this movie too it's called being from boston <laughs> those two the two brothers in oceans are like the dumbest guys 
ever. Um, well, why would they get invited to go, to join the biggest damn heist this town's no, ever seen? Because nobody would suspect them. Yeah, <laughs> they're too stupid. <laughs> Him and James Con's son are too damn dumb. Um, so uh, we're going to talk a lot about Benny and Matt because also, I mean most importantly they won an oscar for the screenplay of this movie yeah they wrote this as as uh the boys that they were back then Mm -hmm. um the the script famously like a lot of people had passes on it you know they went around hollywood like asking for advice like getting their names out there they were hustlers back then they weren't anything yet um so they were running around like trying to make this shit happen uh most notably william goldman had a pass on the script um, who is known as maybe the greatest screenwriter of all time. Yeah. So, you know, maybe he added a thing or maybe, two. Yeah, maybe <laughs> they, know who's they didn't wholly write everything. But, I mean, I don't know if you guys saw kind of the rumor or, like, it's very, like, unfact-checked from what I could see, but it was almost like a thing of the two of them wrote this script because they didn't like any of the parts that they were trying to get. Like, they yeah. basically were just getting, like, commercial jobs and, like... A lot of actor-writers say that. That's a lot a of common... them, Well, a lot of them, or, I mean, uh, the two of them were kind of still living, for the most part, in New England, and they hadn't fully, like, moved yeah. out to join the L.A. scene yet. Working construction jobs. Yeah. A, lot of, a lot of sledgehammers. A lot of, la- a lot of land brick. A lot of land, <laughs> yeah, which is an honest, again. it's an honest job. It's an honest yeah. job. Um, I do want to say, just because I don't want to get lost talking about Stellan Skarsgård, who wears scarves better than Stellan Skarsgård? Yeah. That man has a perfect neck for a scarf. One, one long I wish scarf. that I had the neck for like a scarf or a shawl. Like just throughout this entire yeah. movie, he's just very thin scarves, and he's just rocking that. More like Stellan Scarfsgard. Man, <laughs> am I right? Am I right? <laughs> I, see, I thought of that, and then I just didn't say it. Because um, <laughs> you, you didn't so, have to. <laughs> uh, we mentioned the Academy Awards. Uh, this film was nominated for Best Picture, Best Actor, Matt Damon, Best Actress, Minnie Driver, Best Director, Gus Van Sant, Film Editing, Music. Danny Elfman doing a very different score. He, uh, yeah, he in this movie usually he composed the Flubber Mambo. I think. Yes, it, that's what it yeah. says here. For, <laughs> well, yeah. well, do you remember the end of like the credits where it says "Goodwill Hunting Mambo"? <laughs> Directed most notably, though, uh, it did win Best uh, Original Screenplay and Best Supporting Actor, Robin Williams. Who won Best Lead Actor this year? Is Hunter, it, Hunter, it's off the not top. Leo, ninety eight, ninety eight. It on. could have been Leo. Um, he does great in Titanic. Is it someone who was also in a movie that was nominated for Best Picture? Um, why are you? I didn't. For hands? I did I just not ask do the any answer to the damn question. Well, I know this is this is the Titanic year. The thing is that Titanic won like all of the fucking. I know, but it didn't. But it didn't win that. It didn't win Best Actor. Um, who the, was it? Was it a Legacy Award type of guy? Probably. It's it's an was older it, guy. Um, I ask because. It was nominated for Best Picture, yes. Because I think Matt Damon could have won Best Actor for this movie. He's really good. I think he's the best part of the movie. I think he's better than the directing and better than the script, I think, is him. Because a lot... Hold on. Will you just answer answer the question? It's Jack O. Okay. Jack Nicholson. Ah, okay. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's right. As good as it gets was this year. Okay, Um, yeah, that makes sense. A lot of this movie is monologuing, and it's not always the best um monologuing in general obviously can be hit or miss depending on what you're looking for a lot of the monologuing in this movie is 
smart guy monologue, like a guy talking really, really fast to prove to you how mm-hmm. smart he is. Sometimes it comes apro- across as a little bit Ben Shapiro-y, where it's more about the speed at which yeah, he's talking shooter. than it is like the content being smart. If you really were to slow it down, you'd be like, yeah, this is like, <laughs> this like I, makes I sense. I don't know about you guys, but uh, I did at one point because I just had subtitles on at my house. And like, if you read out the... <laughs> words yeah that's what I'm it's saying. not as like no, as well not. articulate but matt damon when he was just he out there the just f- mile a minute he's well and he's also like out. usually when someone is talking like that they they end up sounding like sheldon from yeah. fucking big bank there you know they sound like rah, 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 like a door guy and he he maintains the boston-ness he maintains like the shitheadness while he's saying lines that have nothing to do with that character fuck he's yo. the entire reason the whole movie works i think is Matt Damon performing? He's really good. He's he's so fucking good in this. Young Damon was just like a, an absolute beast. I mean, all all the therapy scenes, mm. just the back and forth. He's holding like he's he's more Incredible. than holding his own with Robin, and Robin's you know wins the Oscar for this, and he's like well seasoned at this point. They're going at it like it's it's a two man you know ensemble in those scenes. Did, so did this movie make therapy cool? <laughs> well, I think it it. It is a notable step in that direction, but I, I think 98 is still way too early it for that. It was too early, but I felt like this well, was the first, like, it it's was not, step they don't, it was, they don't, it's, it's not de-stig- or it's not stigmatized in the movie in the way that like a lot of movies right before this, it's like, oh, you gotta go see a fucking shrink dude. Like it's yeah. more of like just this yeah. like whole like, oh God, oh, this is like the therapy so was taboo. Cool. Therapy was cool in the seventies and then like, you know, everything went to- backwards in the eighties. Tony like, Soprano made therapy cool. And yeah, that was like when go. it happened. In the seventies, Woody Allen would be like, oh, I gotta go see my analyst. <laughs> they call it an analyst. <laughs> yeah. I gotta tell her about all the they do don't women they notably, touching. They never say therapy. They call it counseling. Yeah, it's mm. counseling. Okay, and I um, like I like that. Um, there's no scene in which uh, Damon tells all his bros that he has to see a therapist, and they all give him shit for it. Yeah, yeah. that scene would just that would just stick out like a sore thumb. Yeah, if that put was, it in the wrong direction. Oh, there's a couple. Yeah. There's a couple of those scenes that haven't aged great, just because it's. The nineties. It's the nineties. Oh, yeah. Using the fun. R word left and um, right. Yeah. Yeah. No, but you know, it's it is it is what it is. It's it's a product of its time. Yeah. Let's, let's, and it's also it's fucking dudes from Southie in the nineties. Yeah. Okay. It's not like they're the most politically correct human beings in the world. Let's let's talk about the R word. Yeah. Robin. Yeah. <laughs> uh what what are your takes on Robin? Um I, I think he is was he your guy. I think he was excellent in this movie. Uh my favorite part was like the moment that they first meet and like they're going through th- like they're just talking and Robin's just listening. And then he like instantly Matt Damon starts giving them shit for like, like oh, this painting sucks, blah, 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 <laughs> like shit like that. And then like the moment he talks about his wife, he's like, that's the fucking line. You don't talk about my wife. Oof. Like that was like the biggest moment where it's like that's when Matt Damon kind of like uh Will, we should say. Will had, Hunting. Will had the first Will Hunter, moment. Yeah. Stop that. Yeah. <laughs> he had the first moment of respect for him. He was like, okay, he's not, he's not, you know, backing down to me. I thought that was like the cool, like the cool Robin moment. And then obviously at the end, like there's like most of my notes are the good quotes from it, you know, like, and you still see some of these quotes in other movies. Yeah. Like I got to go see about a girl kind of how thing. you like them apples. Mm. Yeah. How you like them apples. I, I love that scene. Great, great. Just movie moments. And in such tiny ways, like this movie, I, 
I don't know, watching it, like, I kind of realized that whenever I watch a movie for the first time um, and I want to give it, like, that five stars, ten out of ten, it's usually, in my personal uh, subjectivity, a big, like, almost like a sci-fi, like, transport you to another world type of movie is what I personally gravitate towards as to, like, really sending me over the moon. This movie, everything it does to put it in that place where you want to give it that five stars is the tiny little things. It never goes big. There's almost zero scenes where it's like really going heavy with emotion or heavy with intense drama. It's just a very carefully calculated series of character moments that all link together like every tiny little thing every little setup every line yeah, there's no it wasted all moments. clicks mm-hmm. together yeah. and the, it just it doesn't jump out at you as like wow you really need to give your your praises to this incredible cinematic achievement of a movie yeah. you know like we just brought up titanic you know that's a big movie that just begs you to give it 10 out of 10 five stars because it's just this massive thing and this one is kind of like this opposite end of of a certain spectrum that it's not doing that it's i mean we gotta mention it's miramax oh um what's his face weinstein Weinstein, mr mr harvey weinstein uh, was this the beginning of Miramax's reign on the Oscars? Um, so it's right around this time. We are approaching a time where Miramax, I think I wrote it down in, I believe it was for my review of The English Patient. I can find it out in just a well, second. Well, Shakespeare here. in but Love go, was like one of the biggest ones that they English got. Patient won Best Picture in 96. So I think that was okay. the year before this. And then that sets off a run where I think that they get a like eight, stupid amount of best picture nominations in like a run kind of climaxing with uh chicago and well and they're almost they're typically like the typical miramax movie if you were to like do it by type is like this like it's small stakes it's smaller scale it's you would i guess you would call it medium budget by today's standards because a low budget movie today is like twenty thousand dollars at least one movie star yeah but yeah well that's the thing the budget is spent on stars and directors like they get people to direct and be in these movies like there's talent behind them they're just not about anything huge they're not in the business of making blockbusters but they are still selling out theaters uh because you can do that if you have people in your fucking movie uh unfortunately that's not so much the case anymore you need to have a blockbuster that also has famous people in right. the movie now. Yeah, this was only a ten million dollar budget, made two hundred and twenty five yeah. mil. Well, oh, this was so also here, back I when they used say, to they used to put movies back in theaters post Oscars. Yeah, or they whatever. would. It, well, post, you got the nominations and then do the re release yeah. and make an extra couple mil to add to the budget. Um, so, in between the period, uh, it's an eleven year run. Miramax and then. Subsequently comes the Weinstein Company, 15 Best Picture nominations in 11 years and won it four times, including three times in a six year span. Yeah. So it's it is unbelievable. Harvey Weinstein knew uh, how to mount a campaign and awards. Don't, campaign. don't say don't say it like that. Um, <laughs> I phrasing. Um, <laughs> Now, unfortunately, that wasn't the only thing that he did. No. And he's a horrible human being. And uh, we won't use any other. We will not speak of his name again. Um, 
but he rotten pill. Yeah, no, fuck that man. Um, he also kind of broke Hollywood and the award show and showed how they could be gamified in a yeah. way. Um, see the English Patient and movies like fucking Chicago winning Best Picture. Like, yeah, see, he it, knew how to it, like. It how wasn't to break always the system. The result wasn't always actual good or, movies like or this Shakespeare. Um, Shakespeare and love. Shakespeare and love beating Saving Private Ryan. That yeah. is fully like just knowing how to play the game. Yeah, and because yeah, win. Oscar bait. Like this movie, you could call like awards bait. It just also happens to be a good movie. But it's nice because like this was awards bait in the nineties, early two thousands, and this movie just like doesn't really exist anymore. Like that's kind of something that made me like. It made me weirdly nostalgic while watching this movie because I was like, Very. man, like, why don't we get movies like Goodwill Hunting anymore? They're like that are just kind of like young, kind of coming of age ish adult dramas with a couple young budding movie stars that well written script. It's not action heavy or anything like that, but it just is something it's a movie that's for adults, clearly, but it's like endlessly quotable. It's not just like this drag of like it's an actor showcase movie or like something no. like that. Like it's interesting. Robin Williams wins the Academy Award in this movie. And it's not that many shades away from the actor that he was playing in Awakenings, which is like the worst. Yeah. The most unwatchable movie that we've done of this whole Robin. Scene. I had that same thought. He's very understated yeah. throughout this entire movie. Needs, but it's, he needs to learn to live a little. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's but like the it's third time that he's played a, a guy who who like learns to live a little by the end of the movie. The, the beard does a and lot. And this is too. the only time yeah. it really works because he has uh, a lot of dead poets, Robin, in him. Like he has he has like a heart in this movie. Like you know what I mean? Because like I said in the flubber app, he is capable of of having zero charisma in a movie if he wants to um if he think he if he thinks he's playing a character that doesn't have charisma he will really not have charisma and it's really jarring to see that on a, a big screen have you have you seen flubber recently danny uh not recently i watched it when i was a kid um, you did, you'd, you'd be surprised it's I'd, really bad yeah it's not it's not great you'd be surprised at the lack of flubber in the movie flubber. it was so much fun um, when i was a kid though right? i have to admit like yeah. I, I liked it he yeah. he goes off he's like bouncing off the walls oh yeah like the worst human being you've ever met in your entire life um i did want to ask though because we're talking about robin as a whole Danny, what is like your relationship with Robin? Like, what are I mean, a lot of your the memories of Robin? A lot of movies that I watched as a kid had Robin Williams in it. So, like, when his death happened, it was it hit pretty hard, you know, because like we're now getting to the age that like people we liked as kids are like going on, you know, and um, like seeing this movie, I watched it post, um, you know, post Robin, and it was just like, damn, like. We lost a good one. And this was just a like a movie that I didn't watch until, you know, later on. And finally rewatching it, I'm like, damn, this is still such a great movie. Um I like I said that like the quotes in it are just like um after rewatching it, I was telling Mitz that like um the scene where she tries to give Will her uh her number and his friend's like, Oh, I swallowed a bug. You yeah. know, I'm going to start using that when I want to <laughs> like to get out of shit. Like uh, I swallowed a bug, you know, um, that's really good. Yeah. I that like whole that. that whole scene plays out so well. The how you like them apples. Like how well, it it, just the the entire interaction in, with those girls. And then that guy who is that guy, the blonde douchebag, no Michael Bolton looking dude. <laughs> like, <laughs> just, 
that guy comes in just like ultimate heat check. You think he's going to be this whole thing immediately gets smoked. It's snuffed so out. Yeah. yeah. It's so good. Especially like the reveal of like, he's literally just like memorized other people's criticisms and thoughts about things. Yeah. Like yeah. he has no original thoughts of his own, which is absurd. How much Matt Damon's character knows like Will yeah. hunting. knows. my friends, like, wicked smart. I say that. I say that about Ernest every Smart's time that great. we go out to the bar. Wicked smart's great. Yeah, I, I really I really want throughout this episode for Hunter to flex his Boston uh, chops. Oh, don't worry. It'll come throughout the podcast. This and movie is Boston. It's, it is. It's, it's so goddamn man, Boston. It's so Boston. We're showing archival footage of the 1975 <laughs> World Series, baby. That's how fucking that Boston we are. That was such a good scene. Uh, Robin, that, uh, that was such a good Robin moment. He yeah. just... I, I feel like I really want to just put this as my favorite Robin movie we've covered because it really this role encapsulates everything that we've seen up until this point. All of Robin's talents are perfectly encapsulated in this role. Yes. And it's it's not too much. It's like a perfectly balanced calibration all of, of his, everything. All of his dramatic talents. Mm-hmm. All say. the dials. But but he's funny. This guy, there are he's, good comedic he's moments. But so he's this not like is, epic mode. No, this is a movie that is like making me really think that we have to completely reinvent the Robin scale. That it's not. We're thinking about this too. Like the Robin scale as we currently it's not have linear. It, for lis- For listeners who don't know, at the end of this episode we're gonna have some some categories um and currently we're judging robin on the nick cage scale like how uh on a scale from like one to genie and aladdin is like robin going balls to the walls i feel like now at this point this marks a a stage in robin's career where you can judge the one through ten on like how warm he is because that's like that becomes such a key component of robin williams in this later stage is just like He's just like the dad that you've always wanted. Yes. He's just like that perfect, like warm figure that you just gravitate towards. And he has so much of that in this movie. Is he a great therapist? I have some thoughts. <laughs> As someone who has gone to counseling before. I mean, he said he just teaches the shit, man. He doesn't I, actually do it. I mean, I have been choked out by my therapist a couple of times. But like, you know, questionable methods for sure. Yeah. Um, one of my favorite scenes in, in their therapy was like the first moment that like him and Will were smiling and it was when he was talking about his wife's farts. Yeah. I like, yes, it was just like, and then how it got like so sad at the end. It's like, that's what I remember. And he talks about the imperfections that aren't really imperfections. It's just what you love about them kind of thing. Perfect that, uh, scene. Yeah. And that's a, that's another, that's a great example of like a two hander scene where him and Damon are both bringing so much like star power, mm-hmm. like the wattage of their smiles is fucking insane. And it's just close-ups on their face. Yeah. There's and nothing like, fancy. But the laughing is real. Like this, yeah. this movie is just littered with these crazy genuine moments that, especially you don't get from young actors like Damon like where he is like really like busting a vein in his forehead laughing so hard um there's a you don't see that in in movies like that's that's really really rare especially in the 90s the 90s were like a time of sort of fakeness yeah there's a story apparently while shooting that scene that the cameraman was laughing so hard that you can see a little bit of shake in the shot during one I think it it 
is more prominent in the close-up of Robin, obviously, because they were filming his close-up and he's delivering the story of the farting. <laughs> and apparently, yeah, they said that the cameraman just couldn't keep it together and was shaking just, just the tiniest little bit and they kept it in the movie. That's so good. They didn't redo I, it. But that was deeply relatable scene because... Brother, I've woken myself up with a fart before. I don't know about you guys. Really? But, uh, yeah, I've, I've definitely woken myself up and been like, what the fuck was that? No, I've, I haven't woken myself up. Um, I've woken no. up, uh, I've woken up wife people. of the podcast Gaia before with my gas. Every night. I'm a very gassy guy at night. Yeah. Um, so oh, it, at I night. I lay on my yeah, left at side. at night and, you are, honey. No, literally strictly at night. Otherwise, it's moo is just always around me who's farting. It I've did never farted once just get us uh, <laughs> express passes into Halloween Horror Nights. <laughs> we'll so save it for ketchup. Save it for I'm, ketchup. I'm very thankful for your farts <laughs> at this moment in time. Um, <laughs> so for a different podcast. So there, there. Go ahead. Yeah. No, no, no. You go. I was gonna ask a question. Does Ben Affleck, in fact, have a tootsie roll dick? <laughs> Does he? I, I you'd I, have to ask Jennifer Lopez. I don't know. I know she left it, but came back, dude. So right. that is she keeps coming back. She one of keeps the, coming back. One of my favorite lines it's in the entire movie is that Ben Affleck <laughs> gives that scene. He's just like, ah, there's only so many times you can bang your f- wife's future, your friend's future wife. That's so good. So much of this movie, there's like a real genuineness to everything because this is just a bunch of friends. Like they definitely were just out having these conversations, just like fucking with each other. And then Matt and Ben were like, all right, we got to use some of this stuff. Like this is, this is crazy. The scene specifically that comes to mind is uh, the friend. I don't remember if it's Casey Affleck or not, um, but the guy in the friend group who uh, goes up to Ben Affleck's uh, mom's bedroom to jerk off uh, using her VCR player and then uses Ben Affleck's glove, his little league baseball glove. He's just like, I just use it to finish in. That's that's weird. That's like, that was that a re- that must have been a real thing that happened. That's what I'm saying. That's yeah. so weirdly specific. Yeah, that yeah. That's very just, specific. That's a thing that definitely happened. Yeah, they're like, childhood. we have to put this in the movie, and they're probably like, what? Yeah. And Goldman's <laughs> was like, I'm gonna scratch this right, and they're like, no, this has to stay in. <laughs> Leave the jerking. They off they probably did. They probably did take it off the script, and then they just improved it back yeah. on set and. Oh. And Gus was like, oh, it's just whatever. The, the genuine stuff also, it, it's it's another like really crucial part of the movie because it helps you suspend your disbelief when things get dumb. Because, you know, like obviously the like the level of mega genius he is is just stupid. Like his IQ is like 300. It's the highest yeah. recorded ever. Like you can't just there's not a genius in the world who can just like write like flip through a book like it's a fucking like you know like a flip book and just be like i know all of that it's all <laughs> yeah, yeah like, that's well, not real it's not grounded in the reality of even a movie like a beautiful mind where it's based off of like actual types of geniuses this is a man it's not just photographic memory because like he n- picks up on things that he has never seen before he's writing yeah. theorems that don't exist yeah. that's not photographic memory photographic memory is just i saw this on a page like seven years ago and i can now no, yeah he comprehends that. it all yeah one one thing that i like that the uh, script did is it doesn't try to explain the math stuff to us it just like it literally is just like you know Skarsgård writes it on the board he's like like, he's like yeah this is hard no one's ever solved it and that's all i need to know man i don't want them to go any farther into it yeah and a lot of movies try to do that they try to they at least give you mumbo jumbo 
um, where it's like two characters talking about it. And even if you don't get it, it's like, well, clearly they know what they're talking about. They don't even do that. Well, like, they're like, listen, it's hard. OK, like what else do you want to know? We do have someone on the podcast today that did take advanced uh, oh. physics. Danny, did you I pause mean, the what were the most, and solve what that were the most advanced physics classes that you took? Uh, well, a lot of the stuff they were doing, it wasn't really physics. It was mathematics. So it was. Oh, like, it was mathematics. Yeah, well, <laughs> I mean, that's whoa, the whole whoa, thing. Okay. Well, that's oh, the whole thing. oh, hey, my he guy got, out here doing his science. And he, shit. Got, he got the award for combinational mathematics, right? And so it was. I you, mean, think, mo- you think I'm, I'm some kind of smart guy that the can most figure I this did, out? The most I did was uh, Diffy Q, but like. The only thing that like looked differential equations real, for the oh, for the yeah, kids at home. Um, Thank you. <laughs> yeah, the most real thing they did was like when he like added a couple um, like uh, I don't know like extra parts of the equation to make it seem simpler, and they were canceling out yes. to make it seem simpler. That was like the only mathematical. Everything else was like random variables and like they talked about like derivatives and stuff like that but like so you're saying you're confirming right now we have an exclusive breaking news <laughs> that all the physics and goodwill hunting it checks out it's all fake no all it's the real. math all the math is fake math it has to be real a it's janitor all- solved it okay <laughs> it's all fake a 20 year old janitor I, my man cannot stop solving equations just throughout this movie he like He's Even addicted. when it's like detrimental to him, like he's just he cannot stop. He sees a problem. and He's like, I just have to fix. Yeah, it. that's not a thing. Like, it's not some like, you know how he was explaining the whole like, oh, Beethoven looks at a piano. He just fucking gets it. No, that's like you don't just know organic it's, chemistry. Yeah, yeah no, you it's learn not. That's, it. Yeah, exactly. you have to learn it. Like, he's not like, oh, fuck. Yeah, this adds up. You know, it's not a thing. He's like, yeah, you, you know? kids. Were but reading- it's part of the movie. And they don't try to explain it. It's just like. It's just like, okay, he's a genius. And like, yeah, just- it's also a, another move I like in the script that's similar, like it's related to that is they make it very clear that Stellan Skarsgård is also a genius and he's very esteemed, but he, there's a conversation where he's like, there's only a few people on earth who would recognize the difference between me and you talking to Damon because like there's levels to it. And that, that's a true thing about any field is like, the difference between them is like insignificant unless you're one of like the only people in between right. them it, on the I list. I think it was more so the fact that uh, well, Jerry had to work for it while Damon was just kind of born with it, you know? And that was like, I'm like, you know, I'll never be what you are because you were born with it. Like he spent years getting that, oh, the Fields Award or whatever. Um, another thing I really liked was um, how both Jerry and Sean roommates in college wanted the best for Will and Jerry thought him getting the job now would have been what gets him out of, you know, beating people up, the assault, the you know, drinking every weekend while Robin was like, he needs to fight the demons first before he can do that. And it was just very interesting watching them. It's like like, two parents. Yeah. And they they both had like, they both had like past situations that like like you know where they went at each other's necks like come at like for the reasoning as to why yes. they wanted to do mm-hmm. it so it was like really it was like two parents fighting but it was like they both wanted but in to the help best them. interest of their child yeah like and it was super cool child. but like in the end robin definitely wins the battle because robin knew exactly when he needed and it was because he understood him you know yeah now seems like a good time that i have some thoughts on like the general Boston judicial system. Um, 
So you could have like 12 counts of aggravated assault, grand theft auto, all this stuff. And if you just go into a courtroom and like. And you say, quotes, hi, I'm white. And you and say, like, oh, yeah. please. Oh, well, not, like, not just I'm white, but uh, I think Stellan has some kind of pull well no with but the with the judge the judge that has the craziest wig i've ever it's, seen it's such a bad wig <laughs> it's just make that man bald i i don't know who on the costume team was like i have to do this or maybe he insisted on it um yeah. just get a different extra at that point Stellan uh, definitely had just, he was like i'm a professor at mit like here's the thing if i ever get arrested guys i'm just gonna start like researching 18th century court rulings that might rule in my favor because it turns out that if you just do that in courtrooms you can just get any case thrown out it's um, that simple it's yeah that it's, simple. it's, it's yeah. just that simple and then like as long as you have somebody be like well don't worry i'll keep an eye on him then you can just also get away with like 25 years in prison <laughs> as long as so i've one of you guys whenever i eventually go to jail um for tax evasion um <laughs> If you guys like come to me and you're just like, don't worry, I'll keep an eye on this guy, then bail me out. I'll watch this knucklehead. Thank is, you. Is gambling? He's a, I'll he's watch a sports goon. betting genius. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I'm saying tax evasion from all of the profits that I'm losing. Yeah. <laughs> um. Okay. So I I wanted to go back to the very beginning, um, because I had just a couple notes about like the first act of the movie, um, the opening sequence has two things that I wanted to point out that are really good. So the kaleidoscopic like design of it, uh, I thought was really cool. Trippy. And also the fact that when the written by credit comes on the screen and it says written by uh, Ben Affleck and Matt Damon, their names match up with them on the screen walking towards the camera. And it's just like little touches like that. I was like, yeah, that's right. We Gus Van Zandt's great. Like he's a uh, he's kind of the lost piece of this movie the director um and i haven't seen a lot of his films you know uh i haven't either i need to see more of his like filmography especially like in the early 2000s but like his hallmark is just letting actors act and i'm gonna get super super close up on your face and just like trust in you to like get the emotional pull out of you like Skipping ahead, the it's not your fault scene is corny and as fuck Ooh. on paper. It's so corny on paper. And it works. It works so it works, well. It yeah. feels earned because of like the lead up to it in the movie. But it's because it's just like this shot. And it's just like stays the same shot on Matt Damon. It's just it's not your fault. It's not your fault. Mm -hmm. And just like kind of just keep saying it over and over again. And it does kind of break you down there. Um, it's great. The other thing I wanted to bring up is just in general uh will hunting's hair the oh, the haircut immaculate. so th th this is a whole 90s floppy hair well now look. it's now it's tiktok boy hair it's back now for it's, sure uh, what are they called e-boys yeah yeah well now it's so exaggerated to the point that their hair is fully in their eyes you can't see, they have to like get these, it out of their eyes damned kids uh and their tiktok it's, dances <laughs> it's not as exaggerated in this film but um, it's strangely enough, Matt Damon played a voice, a character in the film Titan AE that has this exact same hair and they modeled it off of, um, both Milo in Atlantis, the lost empire and whatever the fuck that guy's name is in treasure planet. So they all have that. treasure planet tr and, and 
so some of these kind of spill over into the 2000s but it's it's still that same mm-hmm. style also um john in terminator 2 oh i mean it's a boy band haircut too like we're right in that time of the late 90s early 2000s i you brought up the hair and just the look in general matt damon's a little cutie pie oh yeah and i want to take us back to 1997 real quick and we have to have the debate we have to have the tough talk because oh, no. it was a big topic of discussion in 1997 who's the biggest cutie pie Matt Damon or Leonardo DiCaprio? It's not close. It's Leo. The yeah. reason, the whole reason. Leo that, also no, has the hair. I'm say, so Leo won the debate, but I'm just cut. saying that in 1997, this was the debate is who is the bigger cutie. Well, and the right reason now. that him and Ben did this movie and it, it like helped their career so much is because they were both picking up the fucking scraps that Leo threw on the ground <laughs> when he said no to a role because he was, he was yeah. God. He was he was Jesus Christ in the late in the late nineties. I mean, if you if you go back to to the mid nineties, um, like we we were little little toddlers, so we don't know. Maybe but you if, guys, if yeah, you were <laughs> approximately thirty five. Thirty five at that point. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um. So you know that you were reading GQ then, right? <laughs> <laughs> that, you were reading J fourteen, huh? You every, were you were in on the goss. <laughs> every single girl was fully in love with Leo. Yeah, like a hundred million percent. Yeah, I don't think that was the case with Matt. Like, if, I think I, Matt Damon was like the dark horse a little bit. Like, if you were, if you were like a film, if you, a, a cool he yelled film at a girl, little. he was like, he was like Leo, but he looked a little beat. I'm telling yeah. you guys, this you know? was a real topic. I talked, I've talked about it before with like my sister because Heather was around. She was a teenage girl during this time, um, and it was a real debate of. Leo came in. What's funny is Leo became a little cutie pie off of what's eating Gilbert grape. Um, That was the movie that everyone was just like, man, he's such a hunk, Uh, which is (laughs) weird to come out of that movie in hindsight. Um, But whenever Matt Damon busted onto the scene with goodwill hunting, it was a real thing of like a, Oh, who is this guy? This bad boy from Southie. Like, Oh, He's he's the bad boy of these like cute little. He's got a black eye. Hunks. Yeah, bloody he's lip. Like, yeah, he's like squintier. He has like horse teeth. Yeah. <laughs> he's he's like mega cutie. And then Ben. He Aff- bought a zoo, Drew. You can't say that about him. And then and then Ben Affleck's fatal flaws. He just looks like a douchebag. Like he he's super good looking. His jawline like, is insane. I just saw Armageddon movie. for the Wait. first time, and he just looks fucking annoying, bro. <laughs> it's like, dude, you can't make him the star. It, like in the early two thousands, he's too attractive. But not in a good way. Yeah, you he's know? in like a villain way. Yeah, <laughs> hold on, pull up that picture that you just had of the two of them because I want to talk about the fits. The outfit, Ben that, Affleck's tracksuits. Yes, swag. Oh, so man. this <laughs> so good. This turtleneck jacket combo that he has going on <laughs> is fucking incredible. I have. Like, Multiple of my notes in here are about the fits in this movie. Yeah, the old (laughs) school cool was very strong in this movie. Like it was uh, like the, you know, knocking on your buddy's door and he's fucking dressed, ready to go. And he always came back real nice. It's It's pushed back. (laughs) It's not slicked. Yeah, Ben's is pushed back. Ben used to be a piece of shit, but he's not. No, he's definitely still a piece of shit. People can change. He's eating chicken spaghetti at Chickalini's right now. He (laughs) he spent his whole early career fighting against this inherent unlikability of his face. (laughs) And 
it was really hard for him. I'm like, I genuinely think like this, this is a tough look to have because he looks too much like he's like a Calvin Klein model and not enough like an actor who you yeah. actually think is a human. He's like he's a B teamer that ended up on the A team. Yeah, he right. just yeah. he just you you just don't like him inherently. Like Damon, you do. He has a, the biggest but none, none of these like, guys goofy smile, you well, know. None of these guys were A team in this time. No, well, not, no, no, not, no, not, not back then. No. I think eventually they eventually, right. No, I but mean, then, well, they, but ascend, then, they became a list very quickly. Yeah. Within two years, we have Armageddon, we have talented Mr. Ripley, and it's like they are they're at the top of the food chain. We can't this movie was a goddamn phenomenon. Like it's we can't really underestimate that. And it ended up being overshadowed a little bit because Titanic also came out this year, which that was, was the phenomenon. The biggest movie ever made. Yeah. But also this movie was like this, this was like was, the cool movie. Yeah, this was the film nerds the indie, movie. Yeah. It was just like we don't need your fucking blockbusters, <laughs> Jimmy Cams. <laughs> That's why I call James Cameron. I, I call him Jimmy Cams. I we need to backtrack for a second because I've I've so many questions about this little crew that goes to little league games. What what is happening, dude? <laughs> why I, why are they, why are they at a little league game? Dog, let me t- no. He's so it's one of them. Yard. No, one of them. <laughs> it's one of the friends has a kid who's there. I, I did not clock that. Yeah, I didn't. They did, did they say that? I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty I think sure that just, they did. Are they just added? They're just show. drinking beers Dude, at a little league game. Like, dog, that's no, gonna dog. be me. At <laughs> we got a game at, two p.m. Saturday. You down? <laughs> Here's a bunch thing. of eight year olds. I cannot wait to have children just so that I can like be drinking at the little league game. I'm gonna like organize like an an underground like betting ring of at my children's I got, game. I got five on my, Timmy going fucking yard. Tonight. I'm gonna teach my kid the importance of sandbagging. Like I'm really going all in. <laughs> I'm just going full degenerate mode, and I I really respect is, these kids for doing it. Is this a Boston thing where like people always have to hang out at the at the local baseball field? Thing yeah. it was like a poor '90s thing. baseball, like still city super thing. popular up there, like super popular. It always it has been for years since they were like they were the one of the first teams, right? Boston, the Red Sox, Red Sox yeah, yeah. I mean the Sox have been around for they fucking invented forever. the game. Um curse of the bambino um no um, i think that it's just more of like you know they're all fucking broke and it's in the city like there's that one line earlier on where they're like oh you just want we don't have time to go to this place it's 15 minutes out of the way you just want to go there and like check out the to-go girl and it's like 15 minutes what the fuck do you need extra 15 minutes for like you we aren't doing anything they like none of them i guess ben affleck has a job but for the most part the other two dudes seemingly just don't have jobs they just go to the same local bars and just like drink all day they gave me go really to trailer park boys vibes yeah no it literally it basically is like what do they do like what do you do what is your job it's tables it's tables no that's like literally they aren't really doing anything so like who cares it's the, fine. the other question let I them drink is- at lowly games so uh you are the the boston expert uh hunter like (laughs) you are from boston as we all know yeah so you can answer um born and raised in southie myself (laughs) he was born in the same hospital as tom brady um uh tom brady was born in southern california uh i'll never be a true bostonite (laughs) we all know we all know guinness guinness is very boston right we all know this um this is not sam adams not something that's actually well, from massachusetts that's what they're drinking that's what they're drinking in the movie well it's irish yeah i didn't pick Look, the prop i'm just saying what's in the movie don't say don't say some like some 
anti-Irish Catholic shit right now. What I what I want to know is you better watch your fucking mouth. Let me tell you, watch your fucking mouth. What I want to know is so they're drinking Guinness, but there's these other things happening in the scene that I want to know. Are they are they Boston like? These chains that they're wearing, these rings on their fingers, like how how Boston accurate are we talking? The it's, peanuts, the peanuts on the table. That why are you eating? asking? Okay. Why are you asking? So that's him? so okay. So peanuts he's on the, the Boston table. Guy. No, no, no. So I, I'll, I'll take your questions one at a time. Uh, the peanuts on the table. That's not just a Boston thing. That's a thing that used to happen every time that I see a bar in a movie with peanuts. I turn to guy and I say, "Why don't we have nuts at bars anymore?" Um. Yeah, you know, and, because these freaking millennials are allergic. Hey, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Sometimes I'm out at a bar. I'm drinking. I want a little snack. I just want to. I want to reach into the shared bowl that's been sitting there for several weeks, days, yeah. months. It should. It um, should be there at all times. You don't. You shouldn't have to ask. for I it. want dust yeah. on the fucking almonds <laughs> as I'm shoving them. In yeah. My now mouth there's here. a freaking bowl full of avocado toasts. Yeah. Here's <laughs> seven bucks each. Hey. Um, so the chains and everything that you're describing, that's just, that's not necessarily a Boston thing. That's just like a new England. Cause if you watch like a New York shit, that's just an, an inner city kind of thing. I've never, this time I've period. never seen Look a at the New fucking, York thing. The Sopranos. Like this is the same time period as the Sopranos. It's just, it's you know, just, it's guys it's like, and it's, chains. It's some nineties white boys trying to act like they're cool. Exactly. No, that's what it is. It's not, it's not Boston centric. That's just a city. So, white so boy what you're thing. saying is that this movie is not Boston enough. I do think it's not Boston enough. I think we should have gone. It's, we should have gone too hotter. broad. We should have gone. It's not hotter. specific enough. Um, I do like the touch of them at the batting cages. That was a nice touch. That was cool. Um, that's very Boston. Good location. <laughs> Honestly, that reminded me so much of growing up, man. <laughs> I, I just hey, you're crowding the plate. <laughs> this this segment just like. I picture it like Hunter saying it and it's just like on the top. It's like, that's so Boston. <laughs> it's just, that's so Boston. Aster asterisk. And then bottom of the screen, Hunter's not from Boston. And he's only been in Boston one time. He has no affiliation. Life. He just did a book report when he was in third grade. Hey, oh, hey, oh. <laughs> he works for the Patriots. <laughs> Listen, um, I love Boston, and only I'm allowed to criticize it. And you guys actually, mm -hmm. if you most, say most, most anything, segregated city in the United States, if you say anything anti-Boston on this podcast, you're actually racist um, <laughs> against Irish. But well, is will TikTok like uh, delete us for like Irish slurs? <laughs> I guess we'll find if out. If anybody says the M word, uh, I already did. It's too late. You, oh, you did? You said make. I think the big question hanging over this whole thing, and this might step into the what happens the day after category, but does Ben Affleck, Ben Affleck's character in this movie, become his character in the town? Is this the exact same? Does he grow up so to thank be a you, bank robber? Thank you for saying that because I had that. I have that written down. As is this actually a prequel to the town? I think it might be. Yeah. Do we think that? So which which character of the group? Because it's one of the friends that we see in this movie becomes the Renner character in the town. Well, is I it, I was hoping it'd be Damon, but he drives away at the end. No, he gets because he ends up working with the feds because he's you know a mega genius. Um, and they end up turning him into Jason Bourne. Or is this also a prequel of The Departed and Matt Damon becomes Matt Damon's character in The Departed? Yeah, I would hope not. I would really hope that's not how that character ends up because he's so mids in The Departed. He's um, such like a lame guy in that it's, movie. It's, every Boston movie is connected. It's the Boston cinematic universe. <laughs> they all you can connect all of them together. Let's uh. let's talk about Mini Driver. 
She's really good. She's I, really good. I like her a lot in this movie. I, I haven't felt, seen her in much else. I felt it sagging a little bit when the movie started to get into that romance, but I was one back over when it all when the shit hits the fan. Like that scene when they basically break up, they're like screaming at each other, getting really really heated. That's when I was like, okay, this even though the path to getting here i wasn't fully invested in it's working for me now because there were you know setups that are now paying their off. their relationship also just contains a lot of natural moments in it um yeah like just really really solid acting and she she does a great job like i i, I enjoyed anytime she was on screen i was like this feels like a real person yeah on, on my screen head size be damned also, it's a very necessary part of the entire story because, like, like I said earlier, like everything fits together. Like, there's no subplot that feels completely removed from everything yeah. else in the movie. And the the biggest thing about this movie, the thing that like kind of hit me the hardest, is that um, all of this therapy, all of these sessions between Will and Sean, it's them helping each other yeah it's it's a mutual uh therapy totally and everything that you're seeing with many drivers character echoes the the pain the loss yeah. that uh sean is feeling that robin is feeling because his wife is dead he's still grieving he's still feeling all of that pain and seeing will get into this relationship is like part of that connective tissue yeah. of them bridging this gap, this connection throughout the course of the movie. It all fucking works together. It's really good. Yeah, I, I love that it ties into a romance, but it's not like the most prevalent theme, you know? It, it doesn't like overshadow no. yeah, everything it's, it's else a tool. it's trying to tell. It's, it's used yeah. as A, like, what you said, um, which is a great point. B, it's, a, it's just more of a window into Will as a character. You learn more about him through his conversations with her because she's very yeah. empathetic and like trying to pry underneath his veneer because she's like trying underneath to underneath like, all the books. Yeah, she's mm -hmm. trying to like be with him. She's like she's almost like a different version of Robin's character. Like she's trying to figure his deal out. Um, and he's like, no, you know, he's resisting. Um, I will and say, then see it gives an ending like yeah. it gives him a thing to pursue that is not just like him yeah because it's not every just a selfish even end. even the options that uh that Robin is giving him to an extent are all like him based it's like yeah. what do you what what do you want to do for yourself um and then Skarsgård is just like purely that Skarsgård is like how are you going to be useful like how how are we how are we you gonna let the world use yeah it's you. like you you owe it to the world <laughs> yeah and so sh she offers an alternative to him that gives him an appropriate ending which is like what if he just like like feels something for like the first time ever yeah. and wants to pursue that he is really mean to her though yeah yeah I, totally it's not oh, great yeah, in that um, scene, yeah. More like look, bad will hunting. I think you <laughs> guys a freaking prick. Yeah. Hey, he's not uh, hunting. He's killing it. You know, man, fuck. I don't know. Um, you guys are a little bit more positive on the mini driver stuff than I am. It's nothing. It's her. I think it's she's oh, really delightful in this movie. Um, I just think that it's partially because like she doesn't really have any motivations out. Like she's like so smart and just like at Harvard and she's just like, not like, I'm nothing like I just want to know about like you and like who you are. So like 
every time that we like cut to her scenes, it kind of felt like the momentum of the movie was really kind of started to like. Yeah, that's what I was saying. Watch real quick. Let me just sags a little bit. It's just because everything, and that's the other thing is like maybe it is more of a success because every time that Matt Damon is with his friends or with Robin Williams, the movie is like really has some momentum to it. And I think a lot of the stuff, whenever we reach the, the third act moment, which is that big blow up scene. And then we have like Matt Damon kind of like continuously trying to throw his life away. And there's like a couple of highlights in there, but that's easily my least favorite part of the movie because it feels it's the most movie movie part of the movie and i mean this movie is very much a movie movie yeah Yeah. but that is the part where no so that is saying something we have to have the third act conflict where she just like come to california with me and it's like all right the way she cries is is kind of funny let me let me like sit back a little bit because i know that this is our conflict scene where he's never left southie before he's never left fucking boston now she's asking him to move across the country there's no way this scene won't go poorly and they seed it from the very beginning though when they're in the joke shop with the funny glasses she just offhandedly mentions that she's going to stanford and it's a, that's just a perfect little script moment yeah. where it's just like you're just planting this seed. You're not making a big deal out of it, but it's going to pay off later because immediately you're thinking the the scene isn't revolving around the fact that she just said that. But you're thinking like this isn't going to work well, out. Yeah, it's also they, they set it up as like a fling, you know. Yeah, and it, the the bigger point I think is if this was really if she was written to be a movie movie character, then she wouldn't. The biggest thing is she would not be able to hang with the boys. And that is a great script part. That that, she, that's a good that's a great scene. Yeah, she can she great can fucking scene. show with Chucky and everyone because she's like a normal human being. And that ultimately is also why she likes him because he's like a real person. I really laughed at her joke. Yeah. The blowjob joke. That's a great joke. Yeah, that's great. It's just she's a really she's an interesting character to me. You know, like she is she's really smart. She's like obviously like from England, um, which means you're smart. <laughs> it does it does we know this actually it probably means you're stupid um but she yeah she's in search of something that she's not finding at harvard which is that you know douchebag who's trying to give her the literature references yeah. i feel like that's gus van sant like that guy just looks like what i picture gus van sant to be <laughs> like it's just the michael bolton i picture like. him to look like scars okay i would imagine that they're like neighbors in like yeah. you know uh northeastern europe now they mentioned Skarsgård, I just remember something I was going to say earlier when you were talking about their little uh, kind of rapport that they have as yeah. the surrogate parents. This movie, low key, like one of the tiny little threads it has, is this story of these two friends becoming friends again. Because you get the sense at the beginning of the movie that they haven't talked in a while. Definitely not, because uh, Skarsgård is kind of embarrassed of what became of Robin. Yeah, yeah. Um, because, like he almost like didn't respect him. Yeah, anymore. because he's just you know he's choosing to slum it at this like community college, which is it's valid because like they don't even try to make it look like he's really reaching these kids at this college. Like the yeah. kids suck there. Like he's not actually like getting through to them. So yeah, it's kind of like is maybe you should go to a, maybe you should go somewhere that you know students give a fuck about. It seems like he's teaching like psych one hundred and one. Yeah, not you know nothing. They, they should probably start a podcast together. Yeah, I, they, I mean it, it worked. It, it, like you guys were roommates in college. You they know, should buy a mic. Yeah, 
and Drew, uh, Drew, you were going to grow up to be a, a physicist, and uh-huh. Hunter, you were going to be a therapist, and and then and you did become that, right? But, but you, yeah, and we had a big falling out where you were like, you could be doing so much more. Right. You could have a podcast, and we yeah. were like, with who? They could have like they could have like just had a podcast. I'm actually together. performing therapy right now with this microphone, right? <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. and then at the very end, they they it's like. That that little scene at the end when they're like, let's go out for a drink together. I just thought that was like this movie didn't need that because there's already so much going on. And the fact that that doesn't yeah, feel like that one together. Yeah, it doesn't feel like an add on like like this kind of extra unnecessary thing. It it's 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 a part of the whole. And it's just like, man, it, it adds this extra layer yeah. to the movie where it's mm. just like, man, you it's like an extra treat of like, oh, these they're friends again. They're they're back yeah. together. They're hanging out. The I love it. Back. I will say, like, I do love as much as I like didn't like the transition to like we have to introduce we have to do the movie thing where we introduce conflict here to this movie because things are going too well. Um, I like that at its core, this is just a movie about like a guy who just doesn't know what he wants to do with his life. Like, at the end of the day, like, yeah, he's a genius, but also it's just, like, what do you want to do? Like, what do you want Tables. to do? Tables. And, like... If you, if you look... He does... No, he, he does can, tables, but what does he want to do with those tables? Right. He Stop do, like, he literally, asking. Yeah, his job is literally, like, cleaning tables at the beginning <laughs> of this movie. He's like, I want to clean those tables. And for, you're like, for thank some you, reason, you did it. We had a breakthrough. For some reason, um, I'd, I'd totally forgotten about the janitor thing, and, like... You know, the movie starts out at MIT, you know, there's the Stellan like doing the the class thing and then it cuts to Will being a janitor. Yeah. And I was just like shocked. I was like, wait, what? You're like, shut <laughs> up. Come on. Are we still doing this? Like, you're still jandering things? For all intents and purposes, this movie should be way worse than it is because that's so stupid. It's so, cor- <laughs> it's so I mean. dumb. This movie is so corny it's and stupid. So and that's, cheese. that's yeah. why whenever well, we I was younger, it. I yeah. didn't right. like it. A, yeah. No, because it's great. It like with that, without the performances and without the genuine moments, this movie would suck because right. the script is good, but a lot of like you know, like the gleam in their eyes is not in the script. Like yeah. the, you know, the real feeling that you get while watching them isn't in the script. And a lot of the monologues take away from sort of the genuineness of a certain scene. That's why, ge- like, most of the time, I'm against monologues for that reason. It takes away from me thinking that we're in a real world because no one monologues in the real world. Uh, that said. Two key ones that work uh, are a Damon's like, what? This is fucking easy to me. What do you fucking think? Like, I look at this. Oh, I'm sorry. It's hard for you. That's a <laughs> that's a great one because it moves the plot forward and Damon acts the fuck out of it. You you mean the initial meeting? Yeah. with Him and Robin. Yeah. Incredible. Mo- Damon makes these monologues so much more palatable. It's crazy. And then robin's you know like you haven't actually experienced the, the park oh, his the oscar scene yeah it's like that, that that's is, like a stupidly good monologue it's like that is the most oscar-y oscar moment like yeah. just like you put the reel on you play 45 yeah. seconds of it right before it's just like nominated robin williams it's like it's and like the olympic the it's like right the olympic moments like he clinched it yeah. he did it the crowd goes it's wild. just there it's yeah man it's yeah. it's so good though i'm just like <laughs> Uh, it's also it uh, it plays so to me better than a lot of the genius monologues because it isn't a genius monologue like everything he's saying is very graspable and understandable and it's not trying to be from the perspective of a 400 iq person yeah. it's just a really smart normal guy which is what robin's playing and that i don't know it's just it's really beautifully said it's a smart like well-developed thought 
and it's really corny and it doesn't matter because they're acting like absolute motherfuckers in that scene. Well, they're no, both but acting it's also so good. It's a thing where it's like it works almost because of the monologue preceding it of Matt Damon, like doing his whole spiel about being a genius to Robin Williams, that that scene with Robin Williams works because he's just like, do you think I know everything about you? Cause I fucking read Oliver twist. Like <laughs> if you're going to play this game of just like, you know what love is, you don't fucking know what love is. Cause you would never even open yourself up to the, opportunity to experience love yeah. like that's why that scene works so well it's like oh shit you can't you can't learn the shit in a book like going back to the janitor of it all mm-hmm. um so this guy this guy he gets in a fight uh which has some cool slow motion the way it's, shot. it's not slow motion it's them moving in slow motion it's not it's not there's no added effect it's so funny um, it's it's okay so, it's it's so funny because it's like 97 and like uh, I guess it's low budget, so like they don't. Uh, they don't but it's, uh, it's, so, it's so obviously fake. The fighting, Carmine. It's, like, it's me, Will. We went to kindergarten together. It's so corny, dude. I love it. I was watching it. I'm looking at Mitts, and I'm just like, "What the fuck is this?" It was the song, cool. Also, the it's song. just setting the scene for him being a badass. Did, did so you yeah, guys just like? Yeah, it's did like you guys yeah, these notice? guys are just dumb idiots there's the one guy dumb idiot. one know, of the friends no, seriously one of the friends does do like a punch like this he <laughs> does like a, a a like front hand punch mm. at is a that guy. casey it might have been casey it's, oh God. it's casey doesn't know how to fucking fight a guy come on it's so sorry. he gets arrested uh, yeah he does and then he has to return to work and this is what kind of like really uh jolted me in my seat um he shows up to work after uh getting arrested uh and he's still got like blood on him he's like (laughs) he's like dripping blood from his face and his his clothes are all like ripped up and he's still there scribbling nonsense on the chalkboard this man cannot (laughs) stop solving equations yeah and then then they see him and he's like oh no it wasn't me no i'm not smart Uh, sorry sir i'm Uh, dumb as shit there there was a really weird i don't i don't know what happened but it was uh it was will and sean walking out of a room and you just see um you see the professor. What's his name again? Uh, Jerry. He's he's standing out there with a girl, like a random girl, a and student, I'm a assuming. student. And he said, and I quote: "He goes, a difficult theorem can be like a symphony, very erotic." Yeah, dude, yeah. dude. Okay, <laughs> when I saw that. I was like, "What the fuck?" Did no one catch so, that? No, here's why the thing is this in there? That's not the only time that Skarsgård is hitting on his fucking students in this movie. Yeah. Oh yeah, we the need, party. We need to cancel Professor Skarsgård. Okay. <laughs> um, also, not just that. Let's go after Robin Williams too, because the first time that we meet him teaching his community college, he says, "Uh, listen, I mean, the goal of any therapist should be to nail them while they're vulnerable." Um, <laughs> he he did it to get their attention because they yeah. weren't paying attention though. But like then that's he, different. He that was great. Like, Scarfsguard was I, was teetering on that edge of like. You know, I'm just trying to fuck. Listen, the like, 90s were a different time. <laughs> the, the scarves are hiding a bunch of hickeys. <laughs> oh, wow. That's it. Scarf scarred has been unveiled. Oh, my. The scarves God. guard his hickeys. Yes. Drew, Fucking yes. Drew solved the theorem. <laughs> Drew just solved the theory. <laughs> oh, not me, <laughs> sir. <laughs> Run away. Oh, I just X minus one squared divided. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking done, bro. 
Yeah, I saw it. DYDX. <laughs> fucking done, bro. This shit's easy to me. Sorry. <laughs> I'm fucking sorry. <laughs> it's not even... So- yeah, you're so right that that's... It's not something you can intuitively pick up on. Like, something it's you can not. intuitively do is, like, business or, like, marketing or something. Like, that's something that if you just have good, like memory and human skills you can actually no. just learn it's, it's like, like Mozart, part of the Beethoven not, not enough people like know this like like they don't go this deep into math so like they're just like hey he fucking knows math you I, know yeah, yeah it also I, I like it because once it's established that he's really smart it's not delved into super hard again a movie like Rain Man it almost bothered me because it felt like that movie over and over kept having the scene of like whoa like we're like it like four different times tom cruise is going like you're pretty smart it's the same yeah well yeah yeah we already we just found out you're right the best part about this movie is that his friends are never surprised by anything no because they've grown up with this shit yeah just like yeah dude he's the wicked smart friend exactly we don't have to explain no one is no one is uh no one is repeatedly representing the audience because once the audience finds out they they're good because like it's a movie character so it's like yeah he's smart and now we know and you don't have to keep explaining that like he's Mm -hmm. just smart I like that. I like that level of like understanding. I don't need to go too in depth. Like I don't need him I, to have been born in like a, a lab. So the other key point to that that works really well in this movie is it's definitely the best Ben Affleck scene in this movie, but it's in the third act whenever Ben Affleck is like just truly like disappointed in Matt Damon because he's just like, I'll like I'm, I'm going to be here fucking laying brick for the rest of my life. Like there's nothing special about me. Like, don't do this for yourself. Do it for fucking me, dude. Yeah. You got to get the hell That's out of great here. Scene. And like, it's such a good, it's the most like acting that Ben Affleck does in the entire movie. Oh, yeah. uh, hold um, on. Hold except, on. Except when he's trying Retainer. to get $200. <laughs> yeah. It's so funny that dude, he asked for $200. I, I know. Wearing, <laughs> they have like, a lot of money. Wearing high water, yeah, high water dress pants dude. and long <laughs> socks that don't quite meet where the dress yeah. pants meet. So you just see like this little like layer of skin in between the pants and the long socks. He's, he's impersonating Will. It's great. And, and the way so really hard. good. The, His it, chief negotiator. It's also <laughs> it's good writing the way that they he tries to sound smart is just saying big words, which is <laughs> It's a lot yeah. better than like the, when the movie is trying to sound. Also, smart. notably, his hair is not slicked back. It's, it's pushed. It's no. It's slicked to the side. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a side part. Like, oh, okay. Like so a little. It's, it's like in between pushed he and slicked. Have, yeah. Like the a little fucking curl dog. Right there. <laughs> I I really wanted to bring that up because I he rocks, th- That's man. a great little touch, fucking Benny dude. Of like you could easily derail this movie with an entire subplot of like. Oh, all these jobs that Will Hunting is applying to, we're going to like fuck them over. And it's like this whole thing where they're like planning and scheming and they're doing a whole shebang of like, oh, we're going to use we're going to use Will Hunting's genius to like pull a fast one on all these people. And they don't do that. They just give you this tiny little thing and your imagination fills in. The rest that you don't even see on screen. You would think because well, yeah, you would think that they would like use it to do small time crime, like before the movie even begins. Like right. you know what I mean? Don't you think if you had a, a friend who was like <laughs> a mega genius, wouldn't you like you just go, walk up to people and be like, "Hey, I, I bet uh, my buddy knows more than you." You you <laughs> no, you do like the Better Call Saul thing where you exactly. like rope a dope people in bars and take their money. That's what you fucking yeah, do. Yeah, go to the Harvard bar and just you, just make out. Yeah, like, get so much. But the so thing paid. is like. 
that scene, there's no like malicious intent in anything. It's almost just like out of like boredom. Like it's just like a thing to just do, like entertain themselves is like take advantage of. Yeah. Like ah, well he's just smart. We're just gonna but yeah that do this um thing. the speech he gives Damon is is awesome. It's it's just interesting for the character. It's a good turn because you don't think much of Chucky, um at all. He doesn't have any depth, and then they give it to him, and it's very empathetic depth. Like mm-hmm. it's like he is a he's a human who understands the depth of what will is like he yeah. understands the significance yeah. of will he's just like you know in the meantime like i'll be your friend but like you gotta get what are you it's, doing bro yeah no get it's the like fuck that's what i say to you every day <laughs> you do I say, anytime, every time you gotta go to vegas <laughs> every time you see me at this podcast you're like hunter one day my dream is that one day i'll show up here to record this podcast and you won't be here <laughs> but <laughs> it's just because i hate you <laughs> you're forgetting that he's on probation until he's 21 yeah, yeah, yeah. And he he still has to go to counseling two days a week until until his, his 21st Isn't birthday. Isn't it crazy how I'm 19, guys? You guys are just hanging out with a child. I know. You're podcasting um, at the level of a 27-year-old. I swear. <laughs> I swear. You have photographic memory of film. You, just, you don't have to take any notes. That that computer is off. It's it's literally it's just black right now. I just wanted to I just wanted to look cool like you guys. It seemed like I needed a computer. Here. I don't know if you guys. I wanted have been to make looking. Danny look like an idiot because he doesn't have a computer. It's it's literally the whole screen is just Tom Brady shirtless the whole time. Oh, that's yes. all it is. There's yes. nothing else. Oh, you guys yeah. can't see me. I have a baseball glove right here, right that I'm finishing. <laughs> oh hell, the same one from Little League, baby. <laughs> okay, it's not mine. So to why, that, someone, why did he have to not... nut in the baseball glove? <laughs> no, that's what. <laughs> why that, did he have to that's do that? Just a, it's just it was very important in his great. character development. Okay, and it's weird. No, when he that used it for scene... cleanup. It was just. For... <laughs> it's weird when that scene comes in the movie because it's in between Phrasing, two emotional again. moments. I can name 100 things I would rather use to clean up nut than a baseball glove. You have to figure out which hole it went into. Ew, 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 stop. Have you ever used a baseball glove? It's like this weird felt material inside. It's not. I can't do this. I have, I have, (laughs) I have. Have you have okay. used a baseball glove? Is that what you're saying? No, I'm saying that I have thoughts. He's from okay, Boston. Benny. Oh, this I is got... a Boston thing. See, we don't know. Ah, yeah. uh, see, so that's, that's the thing. Baseball. So, well, it depends. It depends on which neighborhood you're from. Okay, from Southie, Woo. we're using baseball gloves. I hate Let that me he's tell. using so, the word Southie. So rough. I hate it. Um, I, hate I know. It. You love it. I will say, because Drew, you've been very critical of like the like math guy nerdy scenes of the nerdy monologues the one that does work just because it's really funny is the nsa scene of the why shouldn't i work for the nsa okay so i have some thoughts and then just like that's honestly that's woke as hell he's woke he's like yeah i'm not gonna blow up some get on danny that's what you should say to your boss That's what you do. Every That's time. what you do. You're I, building dude, bombs. I literally like, did it last night. I got drunk enough where I was just like, this is why I fucking hate doing this. I hate being a drone pilot. <laughs> you're like, you're, I don't think this this uh, this Call of Duty that they gave us, I don't think this is a game. I think I'm actually just bombing children right now while I'm yeah, playing this. It's like Ender's Game. It's toys, dude. Um, but yeah, that that does work. It also, yeah, it holds up in terms of uh, wokeness. NSA holds up in terms of relevance very much. Yeah, um, love to see it. the The monologues shouldn't work, and it's like you said, Hunter, because you were watching with subs. I think I may have been too, and that may have contributed to me 
thinking less of them because I had to turn them off. Well, because word for word, those monologues are not very smart. They're just fast. And that is literally the Ben Shapiro effect. Yeah. Um, that's one of the ones that's actually shooter, more well written. That's the straight shooter effect. He is a straight, straight He's shooter not effect. from Boston, um, is he? Dear God. No, hell no. Okay. No, just checking. more reasons to hate Boston. What? He did. He grew, oh my God! He, it all adds up. It all. Adds I was so. Up. Oh, because so his dad afraid. was like an Ivy League professor at Harvard. Yeah. Oh yeah, no, that doesn't make sense. Shapiro. You know, I might have gone to school with Ben. Oh, because yeah. I also grew up in Boston. Yeah, you. Well, you went to the bar and you like challenged him when he was trying to hit on your girl. Yeah, I did. I was like, <laughs> you're just reciting shit that you read from fucking like. Yeah. Mar, what Peter history Rabbit class? Mar. What history class did you take, Ben? Was it a uh, survey? It's rather <laughs> Dude, elementary. Man, surveys. Man, remember surveys? Okay. So um going back to the the setup that happens in that Ben Affleck, that critical Ben Affleck scene where he says that he hopes that he knocks on Will Hunting's door and he's not there, right? That's like one of the most obvious like setups of oh, yeah. all time. Oh yeah. Yeah. So you know it's it's coming. One of these days I hope that the end of the third act will be will <laughs> you know will come. So so That's it's when like the tears start rolling in, you know? I know, I know. But it's like when it happens, I understand that you need thematic resolution. And it's like on a thematic level it works, but practically like in the previous scene, they gave him a car and told him that it was to go to California. <laughs> There's zero percent chance he drove no. that piece of shit. Yeah. That's the other thing, dude. They, did you? Fucking, when they open up the hood, engine. Yeah, man. Why did you show the engine? What if the fuck? That's a lawnmower engine, so, man. That doesn't make it. That doesn't make down, it past Pennsylvania. Yeah, no, but, he's breaking down. Yeah, outside but then of he, he just he just has <laughs> to like get to a library in that town and like open one book and he'll know, <laughs> he'll know how to like build a new car. Uh, just, it's just a dollar fifty in late charges. That's all it is. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah so that was the, that's the other thing is that the triumphant final shot uh doesn't it, it's not it doesn't result in anything i'm really expecting him like when he opened it to be like that's a piece and like they're opening it and when you look at like like through the rear window you can see like a fucking random hole that there's no wait 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 wait, wait though I, I don't think that they get him it to go to california they get it so he can go to his yeah, fed no, they, job yeah they it was his job in cambridge it was his job in cambridge yeah yeah oh i thought they it, said yeah. stanford no, that no. would be st- no, that would be so stupid. <laughs> well, they're stupid also, guys. I don't guys, know. They're the dumb guys, and we love them, dude. No, they they're also- they're just like yeah, you work like an hour away or whatever. Like here's a car, you know, because he he well, took a okay. job. No, but my point still stands because they bought him the car. He walks up to the door. The car is clearly not in the driveway. So yeah, he's why are not they still home. picking him up? Why are That's they? A bigger why are they question is, Why are they him? picking him up if they got him a car? But. I have I do have some criticisms of Benny and the gang of how good of friends are these? Because Ben Affleck asked him, like, hey, you still seeing that girl? And she, he's like, no, nah, we broke up a few weeks back. Hey, come on. Be a more involved weeks. in your best friend's life. Like that. You're Every gonna, time I see you, I ask if you're back. still with your wife. <laughs> yeah. You're like, I haven't seen guy. It's not still working. Yeah, guys no, no. get a divorce. I'm like, no, we yet? broke yeah. up about like two years ago. <laughs> Thanks for asking. <laughs> No divorce? All good? Uh, they don't talk about their fucking feelings, these guys. You yeah. Not even your feelings, it. just like, hey, that girl that we met before. I'm she was where cool. is she at? I mean, she like like Robin said, the night. reason the reason they're friends is because 
if he asked them to get to him with a baseball bat like they would. That's yeah. the reason they're friends because yeah. like that's they're the just, o- those boys. are the only person that had his back back then. Right. So like their reason is not like oh you asked about this girl I saw you know because yeah. he's had sex he mm-hmm. said it he's had a couple lays he's had a couple yeah. lays these guys <laughs> these guys have the brotherly strength of twelve brothers <laughs> yeah this is Ernie, three wait, guys this was your first time watching it did you think that they were all like brothers. I mean, at first, or like adopted Affleck, orphan brothers or the something. The Affleck brothers, I was like, th- these guys are brothers. Like they, they just the have Affleck that. Damon, you yeah, that they were brothers. They yeah. have that energy. They, so they have like, great, uh, like bickering comedy the banter. moments. Yeah, yeah it's very funny. Really good. I was wondering that whenever I was watching this, I was like, I haven't seen this movie in a while. Are they actually brothers? No, there's no way. There's twelve of these fucking. There's no way they won't be blonde. <laughs> Damon, he also, uh, I, I like that they give him the backstory of just like going foster home to foster home oof yeah it, it really perpetuates the, the flashback that every kid who goes to foster homes is a genius but <laughs> yeah here's the thing the wicked parents smile. out there abandon your kid kid's gonna be a genius mm-hmm. if movies have taught us anything mm-hmm. it's that your kids will either be a superhero or a genius Back, yo um harvard 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 <laughs> guys, you, harvard guys, you guys gotta work on your a's <laughs> your boston a's are rough let me tell you uh okay any last thoughts before the categories or should we go ahead? Um, I have thoughts, but they can come up in the categories. Let's go. Okay. What is the best Robinism? There's some there's some heavy contenders here. Every every therapy scene could it's, technically be yeah. a Robinism. I don't know. Mine's, nominate. The, mine's the fart scene. I, I was going to say the I, fart scene is the I think because it has the funny Robinisms, but also it is like very tender and like yeah. emotional. Because it gets tender right at the end. It starts off very funny. They're both genuinely laughing. And then by the end of it, it's like, and that's what I remember about my wife before she passed. And it's like tough. And you can see a little bit of remorse in Matt's face. Yeah. Where he's just like, that's why I shouldn't have brought her up. You know, I uh, I really love the introductory scene um, when you just first meet him and he calls out that girl for her oral fixation. thought that was really that good. Rocks. And I also really like the the baseball uh, story when he tells the story about like the whole uh, so I gotta good. go see about a girl. See like, about I, a girl. I, that I think saying that's... is still used. Yeah, like everywhere. I gotta go see about a um, like my coworkers say it. You know, which is like, oh, I gotta see, see a girl. You know, I think I think that's <laughs> like oh, it's like where oh, they don't want to do I a fucking meeting at four o'clock, and it's like they talk about their wives, obviously. And be like, I gotta go see about a girl. I gotta you see know? about a dump I gotta take. Uh, okay. <laughs> um, I have one other, it's not a winner here, but a nominee that I just wanna shout out the scene is the scene between him and Stell and Skarsgård where they're debating like what Matt Damon's future should be. And it's the Gerald Lambeau versus, versus Ted Kaczynski scene. Mm-hmm. At the bar, oh, it's yeah. just really good of like who's Gerald Lambeau. Nobody knows who that is, and it's just like, and then describes like the same path of like a artist or like a genius who was misunderstood. And they're like, who's this guy, Ted Kaczynski? Oh, it's the Unabomber. Like of just like how genius in the wrong hands can be yeah. handled, and it works out well towards like the climax of this mo- of the movie. That scene. That's another one of the more smartly written scenes in the movie. Actually. It's one of those things where it's it's smart, and at the end of the day, it's just 
two dudes deciding what one guy's future should be instead of letting him decide yeah. for himself. It's just it's a fun it's a conversation you don't usually hear in movies like this, which like there there's a big difference between a genius and a mega genius. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it is important to delineate. I also got a shout out the park bench scene. Yeah. That one I that's that, that, that's that was vote. the moment after they had their first one where he kicked him out. Yeah, exactly. Right? And then he's just like first thing he's like Come on, let's go. And then they go to the park and yeah. That's, I, that's my scene. vote because that requires the actor to feel like they have lived a fulfilled life, but also not be fulfilled in the in that moment. And yeah. I think that's kind of mm -hmm. what Robin was like born to play. That's uh, that was going to be my pick for my favorite scene uh, because of those same reasons. Yes. It's just it's so I think well I think my vote still has to go to the 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 World Series story just because when i think back on on this movie what i really love about it is again that point of like how it encapsulates everything i love about robin williams and that scene i think gives you everything like he's standing up he's going big he's super animated and then he brings it home with that warmth and that tenderness that he can also give one other scene and this is kind of encroaching on the next category of the best, best scene of best moment but i mean talking to that warmth it doesn't really beat it's not your fault yeah like well, that's that's the best moment i think for sure that moment is just like because it's you know it's a great moment because on paper it doesn't work and that's kind of like it's just pure actor chemistry like the fire that's happening in that scene and yeah. everything that you've watched leading up to it that makes that moment that would otherwise you just read it and you just think that's corny as hell makes it work makes it, it, it rocks so hard it also it also works because it's been preceded by a movie that has really made a point to make itself look smart but then it gets down that scene is just like the caveman brain of yeah. psychology is like what is really bothering him that it's that like he feels like what has happened to him is his own, you know, doing. Yeah. Um. So yeah, it, it gets with it gets to like the id and the ego at the same time. It's cool. Well, it's it's like it's almost like the entire movie, all those therapy scenes, they just put you in the perspective of someone that is going through therapy, and it's like the the breakthrough doesn't happen right away. You have yeah. to go through these steps and like the structure of these scenes and where they're placed in the film, it, it puts you in that space. It puts you in that perspective so that when that breakthrough comes, it doesn't come out of nowhere. Yeah. You've led up to it. You've had all the runway to give you that catharsis. And yeah, that's, that's the moment. I mean, I don't know if you guys want to shout out any other ones, but that's, that's like the scene from the movie. It's the scene from like, robin's entire career almost yeah, like it's the breakthrough yeah <laughs> if we're going outside of robin moments i mean everything in the bar of meeting uh skyler for the first yes. time up through how about them apples yes it's just that all just rocks it's all like so so iconic to the point where it's been like parodied and you kind of like lose sight of how it is in the moment. I mean, like it's the apples? same thing for um, it's not your fault where it's been just so parodied and satire to the point where you forget about like what created on, that in the first place. It was on Jay and Silent Bob, too, right? Oh, I'm sure. I yeah. mean, it's been everywhere. Like, this is one of those movies where it's just you. It just percolates into pop culture mm -hmm. yeah. all over. 
Um, I did want SNL. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, there's there's a few moments, but we did like kind of highlight them throughout the movie. I think those are the two like best yeah. iconic moments from this movie. All right. What would you do, fellas? W.Y. Dean. Who are we? You tell me. We're not. We can't be Matt Damon. Um, but what if you are? If you're a genius, no. but you're also from South Boston. No. Southie. So here's the thing. I, at this point, 97, uh, the Pats are coming off of a Super Bowl loss uh, to the Packers. I'm getting the sports analytics. I'm going to become the Billy Bean of football. It, like, that like doesn't even exist yet. I'll become the You're Billy in, Bean of baseball. You read um, a book. You, you read a book about sports analytics from the library. I did. It I took him well, about five no, seconds. Here's the thing. <laughs> we, learned, we learned that you actually don't even need to read about these things. You just inherently know these things. No, they're, they're, so. he, he looks at the pages on the book for about one second. He's like, he's, he's, he's like going No, but he's, he's flipping. He's forming the... theorems that like don't exist right now. So he reads a bunch of math stuff and he okay. just creates analytics. The the Sloan conference, which is held in Boston, is now just known as the hunting conference. And uh, I am I am now the sports analytics. I don't know. Guy. I'm gonna if I'm him, I probably I, if I'm Damon, I probably move to Miami and then I do that with football analytics. Oh, oh. oh okay, cool. <laughs> What about if you're a, um, a, a math professor and you and, come across them and you're like, we're, we're putting this very difficult theorem out there. What if you're that weird dude who just like follows around Stellan Skarsgård, like the assistant oh. professor? <laughs> I felt so bad. We didn't like, talk about him enough. He's just I there. feel so bad for him. He's so well, cocked. Here's the he's thing. So, he's he so, so cocked, man. He's watching, dude, the scene where where him and Matt are just hugging like, oh, we fucking did I, it. No, you know, and, he's, and like they're like if you look in the background, it's just him going like <laughs> Well like, then you yeah. get the close up of him just kind of shaking his head. Yeah. The scene should he would this movie have been better if there was a side What if there was a side plot to this movie? Would this make this better or worse? Um where the assistant professor Stellan Skarsgård gets so jealous that he's like gonna fucking kill that guy and there's an assassination <laughs> attempt on will hunting That's or in good. an alternative universe he was secretly whispering these things to matt damon in his sleep and that's how matt damon knew everything but he was the real genius all the time so it was really good assistant professor oh the entire God. time okay here's here's the one that good might be unnamed the, key. For assistant <laughs> the one that might be the key your mini driver you're minding your own business at a bar just trying to get your way through, you know, intense, like, what is it? Orgo, organic, organic chemistry. chemistry. Yeah. yeah orgo. Um, and you get involved with this guy and he's a genius. And he's also like really mean to you and kind of a huge um, piece of shit. No, I've, you I've move. You move to California. You are doing great in yeah. Stanford. Then knock, knock, knock. <laughs> You he meet you up. meet a little guy. His yeah. name is I'm Mark Zuckerberg. Um, <laughs> I mean that that's not going well. I've I've learned my lesson with uh, trying to overcome like <laughs> se severe childhood well, issues. No, maybe, with a partner. He, but like you really think that you can change him? <laughs> it's just not going to happen. He he's always going to kind of suck as a partner. He's yeah, not, and then the, he's the not red flag. You don't get cured from what like, if, a month of therapy. No, but he's no. What if so he. He reads some books and he's like, I'm actually the, the master of cunnilingus now. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what? 
because he can just he can master abilities that just Wait, have no so bearing now, now this ability. is like everything everywhere all at once <laughs> where he just by going to the library he can transform I mean, that's basically what he is he basically is the every version he is every timeline of himself um except for the version that can feel Damn. that that meeting if he makes it to fucking stanford it he, which he's not gonna make it in that car <laughs> he's gonna have to fly there or hitchhike or something that's not gonna go well she's not gonna be welcoming him with open arms like no way i don't know because if i were with like even her about to become a doctor she has to be thinking like this there's probably like a, maybe a five percent chance that this guy becomes the wealthiest person on earth like you know what i mean that's a good point I, that's what i would be Might thinking have to if, lock I, it if down. I had a partner like that i would be like like i'm i'm gonna have to put Strap up with some you're, buying, you're could, buying low you're this, buying at as low as this person yeah, will ever be this could end up becoming the most profitable divorce i ever make <laughs> That's true. The, the real question is, at what point do you pull the trigger on the divorce papers? That's that's the real it's you got to give it at least two decades. I don't two know. and a half. He just like you're like, I'm so unhappy. <laughs> please, <laughs> please divorce me. It's 97. What? Right. So he's he's got to get in on the tech boom. Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah, no doubt. Well, he's moving to Southern California. He's moving to San he's Francisco. No, no, Stanford is in, in Silicon Valley. Yeah, like, so it's, he's just it's moving San to that. He's creating like, well, Apple exists, but he's like just getting in on like Apple and everything. So like he's just in on everything because he can see the future for shit, basically. But does he understand technology? That's he was true. A, he was he a only, math guy we only and also organic chemistry. You know, he actually, he shares a lot of traits with you, Danny. He's like very theoretically driven. The one thing I know Can, is... Does he have any practical abilities? The second, the, You're basically the will hunting. The second he starts being like, you know what? No, I should I should use my like brain to like write a book. I'm done. I'm, I'm getting rid of him. Because that's that's what goes wrong with a lot of mega smart people. Is they, they think, oh yeah, that means that I'll be good at art. And no, it doesn't. Sorry, honey. Well, uh, yeah, dummies are good at art. Rich people don't write their own books. So you just talk yes, to someone else true. and they write it. Absolutely. But also, you know, it's it's like how James Dolan like has a band. The guy who owns the New York Knicks. <laughs> he has a band and it's like the most dog shit thing you've ever heard. The Winklevoss twins have a band. Turns out like well, also Oof. maybe James yeah. Dolan isn't good at like owning a professional. Well, he's also the no, either. he's he's a bad example because he's also just a fail son. Like he's, his dad is the billionaire. I I figured the Winklevoss uh would just be djs there'd just be like twin djs like you would next to each other dude i heard that we're gonna i heard that the winklevi were gonna do a secret set at burning man this year i'm sure they did is this good robin or bad robin yeah this is awesome great i think this is bad robin oh okay no it's it's great robin it's some of the best robin i think this might be my favorite robin i i mean the only other contenders are dead poets Aladdin, Birdcage, like this is in that top tier. It it it's easily top three, knocking around like the two or one spot. I would say, so I think that as a movie, I think I like Dead Poets more than Goodwill Hunting, but I think that like this is a better Robin showcase than Dead Poets because at the end of the day, Dead Poets is kind of like it's about the kids, yeah, really. Is. Like it is, it's an ensemble movie in the truest form, and this My like son. this is a classic supporting actor role that he's in here i mean it's also like that that 
role is very much like why he got this role you know yeah. it's, it's 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 the most similar role you could have you know well it, aside from awakenings he is playing a similar character to what he is in awakenings in but he's not yeah. uh sleepwalking in this movie mm. which helps how many robins out of 10 it's like a nine i mean in terms of recalibrating it if we're recalibrating towards warmth just general warmth um when's it gonna be i don't warmer? know Here's the thing. I think that he does get a penalty for choking out his patient. Um, I think I cannot give you a 10 um, if you are a therapist and you are willing to like. Uh, yeah, okay. but like you kind of had to use that to conquer Will Hunting. So know? that is the thing. I did have this. I had a yep. whole I had a secret category, which ties in here, which is is Robin a good therapist? Because here's the thing. Um, therapists shouldn't talk about themselves as much a, as a lot of touching yeah, well, a lot of touching, a lot of just like fucking talking about your own life. Yeah. Guess what? If I'm paying you for therapy, I don't want to care about your fucking life. Okay, like I'm there. Hey man, Matt Damon's not paying his ass. <laughs> Skarsgård well, Skarsgård is. is, and Skarsgård but, really, it, it's also mostly just a favor. He's like, listen, I know you don't really do therapy anymore, but like your license, so like, well, they're, like, they're also they're also kind of this kid, please. The, yeah, well, they're at the end of the rope. This they're is like, like therapist number Southie. five. Yeah, they're like, well, you just like handle this fucker. You were also like a little bit of a shithead, so like you probably know how to. Yeah, handle this this, this right? kid's in danger of not reaching his potential. You know, like you. So <laughs> will, you, uh, will you talk to him? Make sure he doesn't become you. <laughs> you guys can bond over whatever. Yeah. I'd say like an 8.5. Yeah. I mean, it, it, I don't want to recalibrate it just towards warmth. Yeah. Like usually this, no, this category has been about like how how big and manic he goes because he's known for going so, so fucking manic. And as we've gotten deeper, this category like has just been all over the place because sometimes like he goes that much and it's just like it doesn't work. And I think it's just like, it's not a linear thing. It's like, it's almost like the color picker on Photoshop where it's just like a wheel. You can pick like on a radial scale, different areas. And I think this one is just like the, ba the most balanced color palette. It's just like perfectly chosen colors that all complement and balance each other. But it's I the, the right flavors of each thing he can do. I would say though that a bigger version of that, where he has a lot of warmth, but also is go, gets to be fully manic, is Good Morning Vietnam. To yeah, me. yeah. That no, movie, that's, that, that movie isn't as good. No, um, that that might be the 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 most balanced. Yeah, yeah. Um, and that's early. That's like one of the first ones we watched. Yeah. Um. So I would, yeah, I would agree with like an eight point five. I mean, it depends. So your best Robin is that Dead Poets Robin? Um, I well, don't know. I like I like this one a lot. I mean, it this depends. Yeah. Uh, I, I, Are we talking I about best it, Robin or most Robin? If best Robin is Dead Poets, I think this is like a nine, nine and a half. Yeah. I think he did a phenomenal job. It was like, he's not the funny, goofy guy, but it's also like the most touching Robin. Right. You know? It's well, a very yeah. touching, warm Robin. And it's very, it hits home. It hits, it, it hits, it hits really hard. It I, does. And there's, it's, I don't know what to do with the scale. The scale doesn't make any sense anymore. Throw it out the window. <laughs> do any of these fuckers. <laughs> All right. Last category is um, recaging couch. So where do you put Nicolas Cage in this movie? Recaging? Is that what uh, you call it? As Casey Affleck. 
I want him as one of the fucking the bros in this yeah. group. I want like, going yeah. insane. I want him the one who's just like, oh, I swallowed a bug. Like that's that's the bu- that, oh, so that's you're taking Affleck, Casey Affleck out. Yeah, he's fine. He can go. Yeah, there's there's not a lot of kind of throwaway roles other than that that one. What about him as Mindy Driver? <sighs> he also has a big head, so you don't have to change anything there. I had some of your pickle. <laughs> that, was that was good that was such a genuine moment they were eating yeah. burgers and fries and just made out right there while he's still holding his burger yeah, yeah. um is that what they eat in boston they eat burgers and fries I thought it was clam so, chowder. well that's the thing i feel like that was a reshoot and they shot it in la because yeah, they, they chowder and donuts you strictly you strictly you're drinking duncan and you eating chowder okay um I don't even remember what I was going to say. You completely <laughs> cut off my train of thought by saying, Derailed. oh, another thing. It's very Boston to lead every kiss all tongue. Because whenever anybody's going in for a kiss in this movie, it's all. It's like <laughs> a, it's like a scooping of the tongue. I don't know if you guys caught that because I watched it. And I was like my my tummy started like. Yeah, it's a little unsettling. It's a little gross. Of like, Uh oh, someone's starting to have those feelings. (laughs) (laughs) I started my my tummy started rumbling. If you know what I'm saying. (laughs) Um, Um, yeah. So, in terms of recasting the rest of the movie, I feel like you can't. I mean, we always bring up the same like '90s guys, but you can't get better than Damon and Robin. Like obviously it's Leo for Damon. Yeah. It doesn't have the same Bostonness to it at all. With, and then with Robin, Damon. it's like it's this is I feel like this was built around him. Like, was that in the Wikipedia? Like, did they have him in mind from the start when they wrote it? Cause that I, I feel doubt like- it because they didn't have the clout <laughs> to get him. Let's right. wait. New category. Sure, you this. know what I mean? What Boston guys can we insert into this movie? Like, where does Mark Wahlberg fit into this movie? He's definitely one of the fuckhead friends. <laughs> Mark Wahlberg and uh, Nick Cage just replaced the other two guys in the group. Yeah, why not? That'd be great. All right, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode for our review of Good Will Hunting. Unfortunately, we had some technical difficulties in the last few minutes of this recording. So I'm just jumping in here to do the outro. So thank you all for listening and watching. And uh, thank you, Danny, for coming on the show. Please be sure to rate, review, subscribe, like, and comment. Let us know what you thought of the movie in the comments below. And visit webottomike.net for the full archive of episodes and to get every new episode delivered in your inbox. You can also become a donor. And I'd like to thank all those beautiful donors that support the show. Uh, We love you. And we'll be back next week with more Robin, more new movies and TV, and all the goodies in the world of pop culture. So thank you so much. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye.